0: Every decision you make has a long-term and short-term consequence. I talk a lot about this as the premise of the and asset. Don't choose between now and in the future. Assets versus liabilities. Invest your time and your money into assets and understand that the opposite of an asset is a liability. Most people in America, most people in general are thinking, are using their skills, and are using their money and putting it towards assets. Things that depreciate, things that take money away from you. Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Better Wealth Podcast. In this episode, I'm actually going to pay tribute to the one and only Robert Kiyosaki. As some of you know, I am in love with the work that Robert Kiyosaki did. He's famously known for writing the book Rich Dad Poor Dad that's probably impacted millions in millions of people's lives, whether it's directly or indirectly, and just his philosophy. And he's written like a billion other books <laughs> that are very much taking the philosophy that I wrote about. The other one that I just very much wanna highlight is The Casual Quadrant. This is the book that I read that actually gave me a lot of practical advice, um, but I'm a huge fan of Robert. You, I wanna get him on the podcast. I wanna build a friendship with him. And ultimately, I want to help pass on his legacy And so one of the things that i did was i put together just a landing page directly for robert and just wanted to thank him and just wanted to invite him to be on the show but i wanted him to know that like my whole business is built around a lot of this the philosophies that he shared with like I said, you're not gonna find someone that agrees with everything that you say, or maybe there is. So I, I could easily make a video or make a podcast on things like, oh, I disagree on this, or I disagree on that. But for the most part, my philosophy, the foundation, how we help people are built around the principles that he wrote about. And so what I wanna do in this podcast, and, and I'm gonna go deeper in a lot of these concepts in different podcasts, but I wanna give you the 12 areas though, as I reflect on the that I, what I've learned from Robert Kiyosaki and his books and, I just like I wrote these down. And I want to just share with them with you quickly. And again, some of them might seem like they're very similar. And that's because a lot of these are based off of all the same concept. But I think this is very big. And so real quickly, I'm going to go through 12. And I'm going to talk about the rat race, don't work for money, money is a tool, assets versus liabilities, financial independence, understanding the tax code, the importance of cash flow, financial freedom, the pipeline story, which I think is insane amazing the b and s quadrant which is very key and then finally savers are losers so those are the those are the 12 areas that I'm going to cover I also just want you to know that if this if this is one of the first podcasts that you're listening to if you're watching this on YouTube welcome I know that using someone like Robert Kiyosaki's name gets people's attention I want you to know that we at Better Wealth are committed to helping you live a more intentional life now and in the future using money as a tool and if you're like, man, I want to learn more and I don't know where to start, or I know you as the and asset guy, or like, where, like, where do I even begin? I know that you have like over 200 podcasts on your show. Oh my goodness. You can go to betterwealth.com slash podcast, that's betterwealth.com slash podcast. We will give you the best of the best to start with. We'll give you the guide. If you want to learn more about the and asset, we walk, we have some of the best content on the and asset strategy and just where to begin. And you can find out when other resources there. So. Without further ado, let's get in. And the first thing that I wanna just do for Robert, number one, is give him credit with this idea of the rat race. The idea of the rat race is so many people have this concept of go to school, get a good job, get a secure job, keeps you in the system, retire. Now, the problem is that a lot of people aren't able to retire just because how the world's set up, how the system's set up to essentially work against us. It's just, and I'm gonna touch on this later, Robert Kiyosaki's talks about savers are losers. It's just in the system. When you look at where interest rates are at, when you look at the volatility, you just look at the low savings rates, like people are just not able to retire. So, so what they're doing is they're number one, they're going to school, they're getting job late. Then they're, they a lot of times have debt and have a lifestyle that they need to pay. So they're in a job that they don't like, and they're just making enough money to get by not really able to save much, they're unable to retire. And now they've lived their whole entire life in just something that is subpar. And if this is you, I mean, this is like, everyone's at a different place in their life. When I read this, I was actually in high school and I was just like, I refuse to, I refuse to live, that. have this be my life. Like, I, like I'm gonna talk a little bit later about creating a mission statement. Being super clear about what you want, but just realizing that life is an incredible gift. Time is a resource that we don't get back. Money is a tool. These are all things that I'm going to talk about later because the reason I'm starting with the rat race is it's so fundamental to this whole deal. He has a, a game that I highly recommend everyone get. It's called Cash Flow. Essentially, the, the premise of the game is to get out of the rat race. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's the big premise of the game. A lot of people are stuck in a rat race and, the way that you do that is to buy assets, is to save money and save it for a purpose. And so, yeah, number one, don't be stuck in a rat race. A lot of people are deep seated in the fear of what others think of them. And it's more of a mindset than anything. And so that's something that I had to get over is I had to commit to, I'm not going to worry about what my neighbors, what my family, what my friends think of me. I am responsible for my life. And I know I only have one life and I I promised myself that I wouldn't regret any of it. So that's an example of me working myself out of the rat race and it, everyone has their different journey, but it's more of a mindset than it is anything else. The second thing is don't work for money. A lot of people, a lot of systems are built around this concept of don't working for money or they, working for money. It's like, again, you go to school, you get a job, you are working for money. If you could get a raise here or if a company will give you a better money here, we'll go, it's this concept of anything that, anybody that can promise you a greater rate of return or a raise, you'll go. And the problem is that's not living intentionally. And, the, and the, the problem is if you just work for money, then constantly that person that's going for that carrot. The example is I, at the bank, had the opportunity to work, at, work for people that would pay me more money. But it was very clear because I had this mindset of not working for money that I didn't care about money. I wanted to work for value. Money follows value. Instead of working for a dollar, work for value creation. Robert learned this in, and this is how he pretty much opens up Rich Dad Poor Dad, when his rich dad, who is not, you know, college educated, but was wealthy said, I'm not gonna pay you per hour. And I was like crazy, I'm like working and you're not gonna pay me like that's nuts. He's like, "I'm." they started working and thinking about how money follows value. Same thing goes when I worked at the bank, I made less money than what I could have. I decided to stay there because it was very clear to me that the people that I was learning from, the skills that I was learning, what I was learning about money, and ultimately the platform that I was gonna be given in the future was gonna help me far greater learn and create value than making $4 or $5 extra at a different job. That's an example at a micro, of don't work for money, work for value. Number three is money is a tool. Thing here is understand that don't worship money, Money is a tool to help you live out your mission, out your why. Oh, there's something deeper. When I was 18 years old, I made a mission statement and the mission statement said, to help people see and reach their highest potential. And I I realized that having more money and influence and wealth would help me best live that out. And it's very clear when you read Robert Kiyosaki's content, that money is just an extension. Wealth is just an extension of who you are. What is that why? And it'd be very cool that money is a tool. Money doesn't make you good or bad. A lot of people think wealthy people are evil. No, that you're actually, you're judging someone on based off of their wealth. That's like fundamentally wrong. And so I just got a healthy understanding of money is a tool, it's not an identity. And it's able, if you have a mission that's greater than you, it's able to actually help you serve more people. Look up Rich Dad's mission statement as a company. It's very powerful and it's essentially to help humanity get financially free. And it's really powerful. The fourth thing that I've learned is what an asset is. And I teach this to a lot of people. And essentially, Robert Kiyosaki is famously noted for saying that an asset is anything that puts money into your pocket. A lot of people think asset, and the definition of an asset is anything of value that you can sell. The problem is, people are buying stupid assets like cars, like houses, like other things. And, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's like, noted for saying that an asset, your house is not an asset. What he means is you buy a house, yeah, quote unquote, it's an asset, you can sell it. The problem is that by owning that house, now you have to keep up with the Joneses, now you have to do upkeep, now you're living in something that's like, you are living in something that's costing maybe a lot more money than what you, could, what you would spend if you were renting. And he's saying that activity for a lot of people are not actually making you wealthy because you have to think about opportunity cost. You have to think about, if you weren't investing in that house, what would you do? And so by having a house, a lot of times it's draining people's money versus it's, I'm not talking about house hacking where it's like you own a house and you're making money coming in. It's just this concept of whatever we do with your money has a consequence. And it's just like what an asset is. I teach what an asset based activity is. I base this off of like an assets, anything that you can create cash flow. What can you do with your time, money, and abilities that can create the greatest result that can help you create the most money back in your pocket because some people listening to this don't have any money, but they have time and abilities. What can you do with your time and abilities to help create more money? When you have cash, where can you put your money, whether it's in yourself, whether it's in a business, whether it's in real estate, whether it's in the market, whether it's, you name it, what's the best place where you can put your money to help you create a cash flow? And then from that cash flow, you can start living. Something to think about. Number five, understanding the difference between an asset and a liability. I kind of covered this, an asset, anything that puts money in your pocket, liability, anything that takes money out, out, from you and once you lose a dollar, you don't just lose that dollar, but you lose what that dollar could have earned you the rest of your life. I realize some people tell me I talk too fast. I'm sorry, I just get so excited about this. But essentially it's like, just be ultra, ultra clear that every decision you make has a long-term and short-term consequence. I talk a lot about this as the premise of the and asset. Don't choose between now and in the future assets versus liabilities, invest your time and your money into assets and understand that the opposite of an asset is a liability. Most people in America, most people in general are thinking, are using their skills and are using their money and putting it towards assets. Things that depreciate, things that take money away from you. Number six is understanding financial independence. In his book, he so famously talks about, you are financially independent when you have enough passive cash flow, money coming in not from you working, money coming in from assets, to supplement your expenses. So you are financially free. If it costs you $100,000 to live, you're financially free when you don't have to work, you have $100,000 coming in and it's able to pay for that. I've taken that a step further with my book and said, you know, life is more than just expenses. Life is more about your why. Life is more about like, what is that bigger mission? So get super clear on what that is. And you are financially free when you have enough money coming in where you don't have to work for it, that is able to finance or pay for that life's mission. That you want, and for some of you, like myself, that mission is very expensive. So I don't have a goal of like trying to stop working at in ten years. I have a goal to get my money to start being a tool, so that I can best live that out. So just something to think about. And uh, financially independence, like that, is key. It's not a million dollars in a four hundred one k. It's a cash flow number, which is really important. Number seven is understanding the tax code. I'll I could have a whole episode on this. I'll just say this: Robert Kiyosaki is very clear, clear with using the tax code for like in your advantage, like using it properly and understanding that the tax code is just a an incentive to do the right thing. And if you do the right thing, the government will incentivize you by that. And so that's a lot of people like to bash on wealthy people, but the reality is they're doing things like creating jobs, they're doing things like creating housing, they're doing things that if they didn't do, the government would have to do, meaning it would cost them a lot more money. So the government realized that if, oh, if I can get entrepreneurs to take on the risk and do that, we'll give them an incentive. I will also say from this, I've, I personally have a private family foundation. Why? Because a lot of wealthy people do it and there's a lot of tax advantages. We have our corporation set up properly. We have different trust strategies and the whole, where we've created a tax strategy to pay less in taxes so that I can invest money more in asset-based activities. And so I'll just say that definitely got my mind thinking about understanding taxes, not as just something that is just something that we have to do, but really asking the question, how can there be a better way? Number eight is all about cash flow. He has a game called cash flow. (laughs) I think it's very clear that cash flow is really important. We have a cash flow assessment on our, this is something that was created by Dave Anderson. And uh, it's just based on like, straight up a two-line graph that's like, are you financially imbalanced based on cash flow alone? Straight up. You when cash flow comes in, you it either goes two places. It's consumed or it's saved. What are you currently doing? What's your current system? How much like essentially showing you when you can be financially free, financially independent, having enough cash flow to at least maintain what you're currently spending. And so it's an assessment. I recommend all you guys go to it, check it out. Betterwealth.com slash assessment and everything's based off the of cash flow. I'm so obsessed with this that we have an assessment that we've really are bullish on, on helping people with their money based around cash flow, because cash flow is the only thing that really matters as it relates to future financial freedom. All right. Number nine is financial freedom. And I will just say that better wealth is living intentionally. This concept of freedom, this concept of just more than yourself. I've definitely got this from Robert Kiyosaki, just based on like, what is that greater mission that you have. And for us, it's helping our clients live a more intentional life. What does that look like? You are free when you can do that. Number 10 is the pipeline story. This was the this was from the four, four Quadrants book. And it just essentially, you know, Oh, i'll just read what i wrote here it's interesting that ever since hearing this message i've been thinking about this story in the form of building a self-managing team and setting up pipelines for our business this leads me down the path of understanding that leverage is it was so vital on my time my money and in my ability so essentially the pipeline story is there are two men who went to a village and they needed to figure out a way to get water from one place to the village. And so one person was like, all right, I'm going to work really hard. I'm gonna go to the village, you know, and he just started right away getting buckets and just worked really hard and filled up the village and they paid him and they're like, wow, this is amazing. The other guy took a few weeks to think through, to go check out the different supply. He started building a pipeline. And so for the first few weeks, it was like, wow, this guy's not doing any work. The other guy's getting paid. But then he, when he built a pipeline, he then built a sustainable system to not have to work any harder and take that pipeline and get water from one, you know, part A to the village. And from there it was game over. And then he took that same model and did other villages. And that's a form of capitalism is saying, not only did he better solve the problem, but he created a sustainable, scalable way. And so that, that story just got me to think, it's like, wait, what can I do with my time, my abilities, my, my talents? to best create pipelines instead of just working hard is important, but a lot of times we gotta work smart. And the idea of leverage is super key. That pipeline is an example of leverage. Number 11, understanding the four quadrants and the four quadrants pretty much go like this. There's the E quadrant, there's the S quadrant, there's the B quadrant, and there's the I quadrant. I'm gonna have a podcast solely on the four of these, cause I just think it's important, but essentially he talks about the E and S quadrant are people that are essentially working for money. E stands for employment. You're an employee. S stands for self-employed. Most people listening to this that are quote unquote, business owners are self-employed. If you stop working, you have no money. This is actually worse than employment because employment there's, there's, you know, health benefits and you don't have to, you don't have so much stress and risk. So a lot of people are thinking they they want time freedom, but they have less time freedom. They have more stress. They have less money because they're self-employed. I myself am working out of the self-employed because if I stop working, better wealth is at the point where it may or may not grow. We're at the point where we're very self-aware that we need to get me out of the S quadrant and get me into the B quadrant. What is the B quadrant? It's your business owner. You're working on the business instead of in the business. Michael Gerber is a great author of the E-Myth. I would recommend anyone who feels like they're in their business and can't get out to just read some of his books and just be very familiar. And so I, being self-aware, know I'm in the S quadrant. When you first start, you're going to be in the S quadrant in most cases, but the key is to work, starting to work on the business instead of in the business. It's just very important. I'm going to, again, have a whole podcast dedicated to this because I could have, talk about 20 minutes just on this quadrant these four quadrants alone but just a big thing for me is i realized being self-aware that i was not a business owner i was my own slave in a sense and again sometimes you got to put in the work to get to where you want to go it's nothing wrong with that but a lot of people never leave the s quadrant they spend their whole entire life in the s quadrant and then when the, and it really becomes evident when they begin they want to sell because they have nothing to sell because it's them they want to stop working but they can't stop working because their business is them something to think about Number 12 is savers are losers and you just helped me understand, Robert Kiyosaki helped me understand that inflation changes the game and because of inflation, because of interest rates, because of so many people are not creating systems to even save enough money, it's just impossible to get ahead. And so a lot of people, again, going to job, or going to school, getting a job, saving, and that they just have enough money to keep them in the system. And that's why very few people are able to save, or actually able to retire. And if they do retire, they have to significantly reduce their standard of living. It's because they're not creating leverage. They're not using their time, their abilities to best maximize what they're currently doing. They're just putting in the system. The funny thing is Wall Street and the banks are saying, okay, we'll give you this promise iffy rate of return, and then we're gonna control your capital because we know, like, we know that real wealth is controlling money. And I just think Robert Kiyosaki just got me to think about that. It's not that the action of saving is the problem. Like he even said, you need to save money. You need to save money for something. If you have no money, you can't invest it. But he's just saying like, just saving your money passively is rarely ever gonna get you ahead. Robert Kiyosaki also talks a lot about like, you know, the mindset, lottery winners versus like people that are actually wealthy. And it's like lottery winners know that like, they can't do math. They just like want, they wanna get lucky. And if you want to create wealth, you need to really take the time to learn and commit to this. And so Robert Kiyosaki, thank you so much for writing the book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Thank you so much for writing many other books that are based on how to be wealthy, how to think about wealth. And thank you for creating a game to help in- integrate like even what a balance sheet is and all those good things. Again, guys, I could talk a lot more about this, but I wanted to just give you the 12 lessons that I've learned from him and again, like in everything, take everything with a grain of salt, but understand, get a deeper understanding. But because if you understand what I'm talking about, then you'll have the framework, then you'll have the understanding to make a decision as it relates to whether you should do X, Y, or Z. It's not just based on what I said or what someone said in a book, it's the way of thinking. So with that, thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing this message. Thank you for giving this video a like. We're trying to get as many people on the Better Wealth on board with what we're teaching here. And we would not be able to do that if we didn't have people watching and sharing and listening. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.